Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, around the world, there is an increasing demand for transparency. To many people, transparency means greater openness, honesty, and communication access to information, and accountability. It is an antidote for manipulation and corruption and for preventing avoidable disasters. 20 years ago, the world witnessed 9-11 and felt its seismic impact on everyone's lives. Six years later, we witnessed a global economic collapse and experienced its repercussions in our lives for the many years to follow. For well over a year now, we've been living our lives through an ongoing global pandemic. In the wake of such life-altering events, the world has discovered that all or a significant portion of the devastating experiences could have been prevented had the public been made aware of what certain corrupt and unscrupulous individuals and institutions we're doing behind the veil of secrecy to manipulate and control others to serve their own greed. The need for greater transparency between individuals as well as between governments, organizations, and businesses and the communities they are meant to serve can't be clearer. Yet demanding transparency from others requires that we become transparent first. After all, if we are not transparent ourselves, how do we know what transparency is? As with everything in life, thinking we know something isn't the same as practicing it. It's easy to expect others to be transparent to us, but are we practicing being transparent to others ourselves? Besides, Just as we can't expect children who haven't learned to respect themselves to demonstrate respecting others, we can't expect those who haven't learned to appreciate their own true worth to value the worth of others. So, for our episode today, we'd like to explore what true transparency is, how we achieve it, and what that will do for our lives and how we relate to one another. For decades, we've been teaching people the concept and practice of being a body of glass. It's interesting to note that during the 1950s congressional hearings, as part of the McCarthy-era inquisitions, various foundation leaders were brought in for questioning, and one of them, Russell Levingwell, an American banker who was a trustee of the Carnegie Corporation, and led the Council on Foreign Relations, put forth a new vision for foundations to have, quote-unquote, glass pockets, so that anyone could look inside of them and understand their value to society, which in turn would give people more confidence instead of suspicion. 
a similar theme of moving towards more open governments in various countries had a kind of renaissance around the post-war, post-World War time of global rebuilding. Glass represented clarity and transparency. You can see through glass without any filtering or obscuring of information or the truth. A decade and a half later, the Beatles came out with another hit album, Rubber, Rubber Soul, which included a song written by Paul McCartney, I'm Looking Through You. It begins, I'm looking through you. Where did you go? I thought I knew you. What did I know? Of course, McCartney wrote the song while he was experiencing a great deal of trouble in his then relationship with Jane Asher, but it gives a more personal view of a kind of transparency that comes as a result of one partner becoming aware of another's intentions previously hidden behind the other's mask. It's a rude awakening of discovering that your partner is not what she or he is appearing to be. That kind of transparency comes about only after the damage is done to the relationship and not as a result of the parties endeavoring to be transparent to one another proactively. The increasing demand in the world for transparency, especially by leaders and institutions that people depend on for guidance and service, is a much more proactive and voluntary transparency so that such betrayals and damages, intentional and malicious or innocent and accidental, could be prevented. Especially, true transparency is ongoing, open, and honest communication between people. Developing a body of glass or the practice of being a body of glass is for the purpose of having this kind of real transparency in your relationship with others. The idea of being a body of glass is one of being in complete non-resistance. Just as the clear glass window pane allows sunlight to pass through without obscuring, filtering, or altering it, when you practice and develop being a body of glass yourself, you let all manners of energies pass right through you without resisting it in any way. Since everything in this universe is energy, the more you practice non-resistance and being a body of glass to all kinds of energies, the freer you will be from harm and the more you would be able to enjoy open and honest relationships with people of all different kinds of energies and intentions. The truth of all relationships is that the only way you experience pain or hurt is in the area within your mind where you hold some sort of resistance. Without any resistance at all, no one else's problems, intentions, good or bad, or any other forms of energy can negatively affect you. The challenge with that is that pretty much all of your resistance that you carry within you is unconscious. You are not aware of your resistance until it pops up into your awareness as a reaction to an experience. The good news is, however, that you don't have to wait until you are in the middle of an intense emotional reaction to become aware of your resistance. Yet in the early stages of your learning process to eliminate the hidden unconscious resistance from your mind, you may often have to practice responding differently to such reactions turning on seemingly automatically. 
Remember that once a reaction turns on within you, there's nothing much you can do to change that reaction by trying to do something to that said reaction. Yet, you also don't have to be a victim to that reaction and become or dramatize that reaction, something we see in the world all the time. <laughs> and something the, something the, the uh, evening news loves. <laughs> the first thing to know is that when an emotional reaction happens, you can take steps to not become wrapped up in that reaction. You have to practice being senior to that reaction The reaction is not the boss of you, but you are the boss of the reaction. Yet all reactions are mechanical in the same way. When you push the on button on your device, the device turns on, right? When a certain emotional button gets pushed in you, that emotional reaction turns on. Yet if you practice being neutral to that reaction, then you don't have to become that reaction or have it control you. Some people have learned that if an angry reaction gets kicked on in them, if they calmly count to 10, the reaction still happens but simmers down much more quickly. That was a popular teaching in the 1950s when I was growing up. You are being more neutral to what you are experiencing and letting it simply run its course without trying to do something to it. Instead of trying to control or change or figure out the reaction, just let the reaction be and let it pass through. Be a body of glass and the energies that make up that reaction just pass freely through you. And since you are not resisting them, nothing happens to you. Ah, so it's it's <laughs> instead of I'm looking through you, where did you go? It's it's more like a, 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 I'm I'm passing through you. There I went. <laughs> That's what people who pass over do, right? Yeah, it's passed through. You know, it's it's very much like that. Uh, you just when you're a body of glass, it's just imagining that you're just that glass, and all energies are like that sunlight. Whether it's dark energy or light energy, or it doesn't matter, good or un ungood, <laughs> it just passes right on through. So yes, many of you know that saying uh, to turn the other cheek. That's a version of practicing non-resistance or being a body of glass rather than being a body of concrete or steel or, or worse yet, glue. <laughs> Everything sticks, right? Well, Jesus taught his disciples to let those who taunt them or upset them in some way be as passers-by rather than fight or argue with them or try to defend themselves against them. This instruction actually applies to all kinds of energies, not just to people you know, behaving badly towards you or anything like that. It's just any kind of energy, any thought, uh, any feeling. You might just, you know, be going along and all of a sudden there's a thought that upsets you. Ah, the upset is the reaction, but it's not the thought that's causing it. The thought just pushes that button in there that's unconscious until, ah, that thought comes up and then you got, ah! (laughs) <laughs> or wang, whatever. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'm uh, very good at dramatizing. <laughs> so um, whatever the energy that pops up or you feel, you see, you hear, 
Ah, when the reaction goes on, can't do much about it, but you could you could just let it pass by. Even the reaction. Ah, there's anger, there's sadness, whatever. Just pass by. That's all energy. Okay, so we've often addressed those of you listening to our show who are healers and givers and problem solvers that none of us can actually solve others' problems for them. We can't. No matter how capable you are, how powerful you are, you, you can't solve someone, what, what somebody else created with their energy. It's, it doesn't work. <laughs> so we can certainly solve problems we create for ourselves, but we can't solve the problems that others create for themselves. We're here to help others to solve their problems, not do it for them. On an energetic level, everything, including problems and situations, are energies. If we try to solve others' energies, we end up taking on their energies instead. And we can't use that energy we take on. Trying to solve others' energies like putting diesel fuel in our gasoline-powered car. Ever tried doing that? <laughs> or vice versa, putting gasoline in your diesel-powered car. Doesn't work. <laughs> the car goes, Bloop. So you can't use someone else's energy, good or bad. When you practice being a body of glass in relationship to whatever kinds of energies you're experiencing, you're able to more and more let others be exactly where they are, how they are, who they are, what they are. Ah, as you are able to do that, you give them more and more space to be as they are. Only then can the other person change for the better or heal themselves fully. Being truly transparent means you are present, being yourself as you truly are, a spiritual being. When you're being yourself, you have nothing to hide. In the world, more and more people are demanding <coughs> transparency, especially from those they depend on for leadership, guidance, information, or something else that's important to them. They don't want to be lied to or cheated or manipulated. They want to see who they're actually dealing with and what they are on, you know, that they're, they're really on the up and up instead of having something up their sleeves. We've got to have transparent sleeves. <laughs> so when you are being yourself, you're transparent because you have nothing to hide. It's not trying to be transparent. No, just being yourself, you're relaxed. Here I am, nothing to hide. It's when you're not being yourself, when you don't want to be yourself, you're hiding yourself with what you are not. So you're obscuring. You're, you're not transparent. You, you can't see through you. Ah, it goes thud. You have a mask on. You have a wall in front of you. The more you do that, the less you'll be transparent in your relationships with others. 
So a company or institution that's being run by people who portray themselves as doing something different than what they're doing is not transparent in order to, of course, manipulate. A corrupt or criminal organization might hide behind a facade of legitimacy. A manipulative person seeking to satisfy his or her own agenda may hide behind an outwardly friendly and likable behavior. I'm sure you've all experienced at least one person who started off by saying, honestly, <laughs> trust or me. trust me. <laughs> and you look at that person, okay, uh, wondering, you know, why are they having to say that they're actually honest or, or trust or trustworthy, you know? Because a person who is, they don't think about that. It's, they're not trying to cover up anything. They're just saying, hey, here I am. And they leave it up to you if you'd like to trust them or if you, if you might think they're still lying. It doesn't matter. That's, that's your call. That's your prerogative. But the, but the transparent person, the person who's being themselves, says, this is who I am, how I am. Take it or leave it, right? So my experience of truly being myself as the spirit that I am in this world has been of varying degrees of transparency and being myself. I've experienced times of complete transparency or being completely myself as spirit in this world. And other times I'm experiencing varying degrees of being fully myself and non-resistant. And I'm sure Michael has more to say about that after the break. So our first break is coming up. And at this point, we'd like to tell you a little bit about what we have going on. We'd like to invite you to our teleclass this Saturday, July 3rd. It's 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. It will be a perfect topic to explore on the day before our, meaning the U.S., Independence Day. It's called Speak Your Truth, Say Your Peace, energy work to find your voice. Get to know your psychic self more and learn to find your true voice. You'll learn how to do psychic energy work to give yourself permission and space to express more of who you are instead of who you think you have to be. For all the details for this workshop and to sign up, go to our July events calendar section at michaeltamora.com or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. And this is um, on the phone teleseminar, so anybody in the world can attend. And you can also uh, get the recording afterwards if you can't attend in person. We will return in just a couple of minutes to our interesting topic this week, true transparency, being a body of glass. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. 
One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We're living in times when there is an increasing demand for more transparency, especially from leaders and institutions that we depend on. But what is true transparency? Let's find out more about what it means and what we need to do to live our lives more transparently. And one of the comments I wanted to make to make this very clear when we talk about transparency and not taking on other people's problems in the ways that we normally do, it does not mean that if somebody is in really deep trouble in front of you or something like that, that you don't reach out a hand and help. It's handling the energy of it so you know and you can tune into your intuition that can guide you to what is the correct kind of help you can give a person. Yeah, and also about that, it's just uh, recognizing, you know, you could have the same kind of a problem as somebody else, but somebody else's problem has a different energy and you can't solve that problem, but you could solve yours. And um, if you don't realize that, then you can't really give someone a helping hand with their problem if you think it's yours. Ah. So anyway, before the break, I was talking about my experience of transparency or being myself as the spirit that I am in this world is on a day-to-day, you know, over years, varying degrees of that. Ah, So I want to start off a little bit with the times, many, many times that I've experienced in this life where I experienced complete transparency or being completely myself as spirit even though I'm still in this world. And other, other, the rest of the times, I'm experiencing varying degrees of being fully myself or varying degrees of being completely non-resistant. So sometimes it's I'm more non-resistant and other times I'm less non-resistant or more resistant. Okay, so first, the, the couple of uh, out of the varying types of experiences I've had over my life, I wanted to just share a couple of them so that 
you have at least my personal experience of what that's like. So my experience of completely being myself as limitless and timeless spirit is that of, you guessed it, limitlessness and timelessness. (laughs) So even though I was aware of being in this world, the world becomes like a dream. It's very much like a dream. And I become fully aware of the all. In that state, I don't experience one iota of resistance in my being. I may be aware of thoughts, feelings, sights, smells, tastes, whatever, and so on, but there's no judgment whatsoever, no reaction of any kind, no pushing or pulling or defending or fighting against anything, mentally, emotionally, anything, physically, anything. It's, it's at once totally peaceful and joyous. Everything just is. Well, I've experienced that, that type of state. Each one is, you know, slight different flavor, but the underlying is the same. Well, I've experienced that state while I was in the emergency room in a hospital while I was having my first heart attack. <laughs> a long one. Well, no matter what was happening with my body or what the doctor was saying or doing, I was free and clear of any entanglements in my awareness and experience. I was fully at peace during that time and saw and experienced the complete perfection of the divine choreography of life, moment by moment. I experienced that state slightly differently during much of the time I was literally standing between two gunmen robbing a bank. I was so transparent and neutral, apparently, that, and, and I wasn't resisting one iota of anything that either one of the, the two gunmen, even, they didn't even see me. It was amazing. And the one who was pointing his gun at everybody on the floor, and here I am, just the only one standing <laughs> besides the two of them and the, gun, uh, the bank manager, manager that the other gunman held at gunpoint to try to open that vault and all that kind of stuff. Well, the other one, the, the watch guy, was literally three feet standing in front of me, directly in front of me, facing me. And, and most of the time, his gun is somewhere in front of my face. But... He's not even aware I'm standing there. He's not pointing it at me because he sees me. It's I'm I'm just in the, you know, line of fire and line of sight, I guess, when he's watching over everybody else, making sure everybody's down on the floor. And I'm here standing. Didn't see me. Well, during that experience, nothing affected me in any negative way. I was completely at peace and in quite a great deal of amusement. It was, you know, and I I got to see things and everything. I experienced that state of complete beingness when I was not able to breathe 70 feet under the Pacific Ocean while I was scuba diving because I was hypothermic and I couldn't function properly physically and couldn't get my regulator back in my mouth to inhale again (laughs) after exhaling all my air. I was in total timelessness, which means there's no experience of 
the ticking clock. There's no experience of having to hurry up. There's no experience of, gee, if I don't get my you know act together in, in a few more seconds, uh, I'm just not going to make it. No, none of that stuff. It's just timeless. I had, which means there's not even a concept of time, but that the feeling is having all the time in the world to do whatever I needed to do. And it's as if the rest of the world stopped and I was out of, completely out of time. And so, which means I can do whatever I needed to do and the time's not ticking. In the midst of what most people would call a life or death situation, I once again experienced total peace. Another time, this was much, much earlier on when I was probably about 21 years old, I was walking with my teacher outside, beautiful day. He wanted to show me his new vegetable garden he was building. And so we were walking across the the backyard toward the little hill that the vegetable garden was on. And we're talking about stuff, I guess. And next thing I know, just suddenly, I'm, I'm in one place, the normal, and then the next instant, the whole world started to shimmer in a brilliant, silvery light. It was quite spectacular. I could see the ground, the trees, the sky, the garden area, you know, everything's still there, but completely different. Every particle of everything in the world was breathing and alive and radiant. Nothing was really solid in the way most people assume the world is. And my teacher turned around just about that point to look at me, and he's smiling. He's actually laughing. And he knew something major changed for me. And he said, are the trees and everything else here saying hello to you? And I I. I was a little bit speechless. I, I just nodded. And he laughed again and said, well, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Say hello back. <laughs> he was very much like that. So, of course, I, I did. I said hello to the tree and the tree. Ah, it's, it's just like every particle was alive. Once again, this experience was an entirely different experience than the others that, you know, most of the others I mentioned came later. But it was still a complete state of joyous peace and timelessness and oneness. One similarity between each of these varying kinds of experiences of being myself was that I experienced my relationship to and experience of the world exactly as I would in dreams, you know, at nighttime when you're dreaming, how you experience the world you're in in the dream and and yourself, uh, I guess. Well, at least for me, in a dream thing, I can see my body uh, just like in right now physical. and uh, But generally in the dream, there's a space between my awareness that I'm being aware as and 
everything, every character, every scene, every situation, object in the dream world is what would you say? Separate? It's 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 I'm not part of it. The the consciousness, the awareness that's dreaming this dream is in the dream, but totally aware I'm not part of the dream. The body in the dream, my body that I recognize as, oh yeah, there's my body, but my body in the dream is part of the dream. But that which I I am, the awareness is not part of the body or part of the world that the dream is about. Even when I'm not aware that I'm dreaming, even when I assume that the dream is reality, it's it's what's you know what's happen, happening to me right now, kind of a thing. But nonetheless, every dream I'm aware, uh, my awareness is different than being part of the dream itself. And in every one of my experiences of total beingness, of totally being spirit in this world, it's that same way. The world around me, including my physical body, I'm not part of. I'm neutral and completely free of everything in this world, even though I'm in it. I'm not part of it. So that's the best way I can describe it. Now, just because I had many of these kinds of experiences of being fully spirit doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, transparent or being myself the rest of the time. No, like I mentioned, I just wanted to point out, it's for my experiences, varying degrees of transparency, varying degrees of being myself, and varying degrees of non-resistance. On the on the other end of the spectrum from completely being non-resistance and completely being myself and completely uh, experienced that eternal peace, I've experienced being in a uh, on the other end a lot of resistance. <laughs> right? And 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 which means not being myself in those times. And I've experienced that on and off throughout, you know, many different times of my life. Plenty of good experiences of that. (laughs) But the great majority of times in my life, you know, if you put the whole lifetime and percentage-wise, I I wouldn't know what to put it. But but I'd say the great majority is somewhere in between those extremes. Neither 100% total beingness. Or, uh, nor uh, complete resistance. So the the progress, learning, growing, healing myself, the progress is one of oh, the further along I get, there's less and less. I'm less and less in resistance. I have more and more a body of glass. I'm being more and more myself on a consistent everyday all the time level except for you know when something really triggers something. So the 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 more dramatic, the more reactive, more resistant experiences become 
further and further, far, you know, fewer and fewer and further in between. Ah, and then the times of much greater non-resistance and much greater body of glass, much, much more permeable, much more transparent. Ah, that's becoming more and more normal, even if it's not the complete total transparency. And, and, and so this, this kind of transparency is not, okay, I'm going to be transparent to this person. <laughs> or I'm going to ignore them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not transparency by, you know, intellectually figuring it out and trying to trying to do that or be that. No, it comes as a result. You don't have to try to be tra- transparent. The more you're being yourself and being a body glass not resisting anything, ah, the more transparent you are. You're you're letting everybody see everything. Whatever they want to see, they can see. Because you're not defending yourself. You're not hiding. You're not protecting yourself. You're not fighting anybody, uh, fending them off or anything like that. They could see, do whatever they want, and you're still fine because you're just yourself. And you know, the more you're, you're, you're being yourself, the more certainty you have that, you know what? You can't be anything else. <laughs> so don't bother trying. <laughs> so that's that's the state of transparency that we're talking about today is, is the true version. We're coming upon our second break already. And we wanted to invite you to join us for a very special stay-at-home remote mini-retreat seminar with four teleclasses, a bonus post-Zoom class, Q&A and social, and an extra bonus Zoom dolphin meditation Q&A and social. In other words, two uh, Zoom get-togethers after the four teleclasses. The overall theme for the whole mini-retreat seminar will be Holy Spirit, Holy Fire, the Divine Mother, Compassion, and Your Creative Life. This is replacing our uh, Hawaii event that we normally go to in Hawaii. We're doing this online, on the phone, so that everyone around the world can attend if they would like. Since COVID is still a major concern, we decided to offer our annual Hawaii mini retreat this year remotely, like I just said. Though the four two-hour teleclasses will teach you about the relationship between the Divine Mother and your psychic self, as the way to realizing God, how to create happiness and fulfillment in the world with your compassion and your creativity, how to create your new life with holy fire, rise out of the ashes of your past and celebrate your next step, and to discover what you are here in this world to manifest by exploring your creative expression and the process of revelation. Within that whole paragraph were the titles of all four of our teleclasses, And to look at them again, the write-ups and details, or just to sign up, you can go to our July calendar section on our website at michaeltamura.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M-U-R-A.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650, where you will find Noelle, who will answer all your questions. You may call her during weekdays, during normal business hours specific time. We will return in a couple minutes to continue with True Transparency, Being a Body of Glass. See you in a minute. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. All right, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring how we can maintain true transparency by being a body of glass. Let's find out more about the power of neutrality and non-resistance. Well, I wanted to share a story with you. I have shared it on this show before, but I think it's a great example of uh actually the experience of not being a body of glass and how I was able to uh, work with the person, I should say the four-legged creature, (laughs) who uh, I was working with at the time. So this can especially go out to those of you who are teenagers going through high school, Um, but I think it applies to really everyone at any time because we all have a tendency to be run over by other people To be like when we go in to buy a car and the salesman just all they want to do is sell you the most expensive car that you can afford so they can make their profit. So their their energy is like uh, it's like a wind pushing into you with all that, uh, you know, grabbing onto your energy and telling you what to think and what you you think you want. So my example here of of not body of glass is. Um, when I when we had our Akita dog Aiko, and she was extremely sensitive in the area of hearing, she was her hearing was so fine tuned that I really had to work with her not to jump at loud noises and that sort of thing. I got her as a puppy; she was like that from the beginning, and she was ultra sensitive all around anyway. And when she got to be about five or six months old. I noticed that when I was walking her on leash, she just would not heal, you know, walk right next to my leg like she was supposed to if there was really fast traffic going by. And I like to liken the fast tra- fast traffic to 
um, when you're a teenager and there's groups of people who want to either take you into their group and or, or pressuring you into doing something you don't want to do, you know, that sort of thing. Well, with the traffic going by, it was she, the dog just could not resist wanting to follow that traffic. So we would be walking along and, and a couple cars would go by and she would just pull almost like run off. I had her on leash, of course, so I was able to hold her back, but she was getting quite large at the time. So I realized I had to train her not to be so sensitive to the sound of traffic going by. Because if I didn't, if she ever accidentally got out of the house without a leash and she went to traffic, she would just go right into it and get run over. And this is what a lot, I remember uh, the peer pressure in, mm. in teenage years is like that. You know, it's like you just get pulled into it and yeah. programmed by it. And especially on a group level, too. Yes, <laughs> very much so. It's like uh, uh, getting sucked into the whirlpool. <laughs> That's exactly right. So what I did was I purposefully went to a busier street that had a sidewalk, of course, and walked along with her and trained her over and over and over again. If she started to veer off, I had to pull her back and tell her, no, that's not the right way to go. You have to follow my instructions. And it took a while because mm. um, Akita dogs are very strong-willed and extremely <laughs> uh, intelligent and independent. And she just wanted to go where she was being pulled to go. But after, I would say, about four months of practicing with her, she could walk by my side and a whole bunches of traffic would whiz by and she would be okay. Well, being transparent or a body of glass in that energetic sense is exactly like that, especially for those of you who listen to our show who are so sensitive, and even those of you who aren't so sensitive, you know, you, there's always something that's going to get to you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's really interesting when it happens because the expressions are, wow, I felt run, like I was run over by a mad mm-hmm. truck, <laughs> <laughs> and so... Practicing a body of glass is kind of an amazing practice because I think it is, you know, Michael was mentioning earlier, there's no protection needed anything because body of glass is your protection. Mm -hmm. But it's not a protection like putting up a shield or putting up your hands or, you know, building a, a, I don't know, white light building around you or something like that. That's what a lot of people do. That's very problematic because you can't release energy through that either, which will age you very fast. Body of glass is just not resisting the energy, being senior to it, like you are senior to a child. Um, That's one of the things you learn in dog training, actually, seniority. Be the alpha. You have to be the alpha in (laughs) order for that dog to adjust to being one of the uh, members of the family that follow your instruction, okay? If you don't, that dog is going to run all, all over everybody and everything. So practicing the body of glass is really simple. I was able to teach all my super beginning meditation students after learning grounding and running the earth and cosmic energy, something we've talked about in many of our shows and actually Michael has run through So being a body of glass, you first have to find your center. You come into the center of your head. You close your eyes. You give yourself a breath. You ground yourself from that first chakra to the center of the earth with with an energy connection. You can imagine like a big tree trunk going all the way down to the center of the earth with roots to help you be rooted in so that you're with your body. And then just imagine... 
that your aura, your energy field is in around you. Maybe even imagine it really close to you and then bring it out about as far out as your arms reach. And it's around you, front and back, above you and beneath you and around your sides. And just imagine, even though your aura is bright colors, your body is dense, physical, just imagine that both your aura and your physical body are just clear like glass. You still have all that color and all that beauty and all that creativity and everything that makes you you, but now you're just creating that space within you to be clear and non-resistant. And breathe. And just notice as you set your energy at non-resistance that all that sort of vibration and noise and everything that's around you sort of goes away. Or if it if it's here and coming at you, it just goes on through. It doesn't, just like going through the that sunlight going through the window, it just passes through. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't even uh, ding you or anything. It just goes by. This is an, a very empowered state to be in, which my beginners never knew about that. But as they practice it, they realized especially ones who were shy or ones who uh, were very sensitive to going into crowds and that sort of thing, I would have them go practice being a body of glass and then going and being amongst people. And some of them were able to start coming a little bit more out into the world because they were hiding from all this energy that they were in resistance to and in judgment of. That's one of the things that... um, It's part of the resistance. That's right, is judging, oh my gosh, that energy is so bad. Well, what if the energy is really, really bad, but you see a child in the middle of the street that, that needs help? You know, go body of glass, go out there and help that child. And being a body of glass, you can make it so much so that you, you're practically invisible. So you don't want to be a complete body of glass when you're driving a car crossing the street. You want people to see you. But you can still have that full non-resistance. And one of the ways you can contrast this experience of being a body of glass is the next time, let's say tomorrow morning, make a decision not to be a body of glass, experience part of the day, not a body of glass, and then put on your body of glass and see how your day goes after that. It's really very, very profound and powerful. So then the process, this is, this is a lifelong process. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, you know, over the course of my life, there's been times of great resistance and times of absolute, total non-resistance. Just like in everybody's yep. life. And, and then the, in the process of learning from earlier to later in your life, ah, as you drop the resistance more and more, more consistently, you start having a body of glass or being a body of glass where in general and on a regular basis, you're resisting less and less and less until most of the time you find you're not resisting or resisting much anything all the time. So that's that's the process of building this body of glass or being this body of glass. And so how do we do that on a day-to-day basis besides the meditation that Raphael taught you which which is important to do that to get get that going. But 
you're not going to be meditating all day long That's while right. you're driving a car and everything. So, so then when you're doing your regular day, going about everything, what you do, pay attention. And anything from, let's say, some of you are, you know, really get upset about noises outside. You know, where you're trying to work, or you're trying to meditate, you're trying to read a book or whatever, and it's noisy, and you go, ah, ah, that's resistance. You're the any kind of internal, emotional, or or mental, ah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe having a whole bunch of people on your case for a project. Yeah, or or yeah, you're you're at work, and the boss is breathing down your neck. Of you know literally or figuratively speaking and you you feel that you're the pressure is on and and it feels like you 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 can't be yourself and enjoy doing what you do and uh you might find some of you even things you really enjoy you look forward to doing it but when you have so many people demanding and expecting and you know criticizing and everything ah it seems to take all the fun away that you normally have well you don't have to let that when when you are a body of glass. You don't let that take the fun away, you, because you're still being yourself and you're you're enjoying it. And being a body of glass means also letting everybody be the way they are, letting the noise be the way it is, letting people say things to you the way they say things and the the, the things they say, and just letting it pass through so you don't react to that. You don't fight it. You don't defend yourself. So the the opposite of body glass, the resistance, is when you, like Raphael said earlier, you put up a shield. You know, it's it's like on a physical level, if somebody threw you a rock right at you, your body, uh, you might put your your hand up to to deflect it because at least it won't hit your face or your head or something. Or you might duck or you know you react to it physically against it, avoid it or fight it. We do that on an energetic level. When when people throw energy at you that you don't like, that you resist, then it's very much like putting up a shield or putting up a wall. Well, instead of in the physical, at, at least it deflects the physical threat away from your physical body and your body doesn't get hurt. But in spirit, in, in the psychic level, it's the opposite. When you put up a shield, that's what the other energy hits. And from that point on, you get hurt in some way, not by the other person's energy, but by your resistance energy against their energy. And that's what boomerangs back to you and, quote, hurts you in some way, right? You get upset, you get angry, you get hurt, invalidated, whatever. So it's your own power and it's your own energy that really is affecting you. But oftentimes, when you start to become aware, you think it's somebody else doing it to you. Well, they provoked it, but if you don't resist it, it just passes right on through. So anytime you find that resistance, just imagine letting it go, passing through. It doesn't have to hurt you. Well, we're at the end of our show already. We could talk about this a long time. We love having you join us and certainly hope you enjoyed our show today and gained new insights and tools you can apply in your own life. Please tell your friends so that they may benefit from tuning in to this show as well. Make sure to catch us next Wednesday. We'll explore whether what happens to you sometimes when things don't go well 
It's self-sabotage, or is it just part of your healing process? Rather than getting frustrated and criticizing yourself, maybe there's something that you need to learn from experience. Remember, too, for our next teleclass coming up this Saturday, July 3rd, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we'll teach you to speak your truth, say your peace, energy work, to find your voice. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 